to Modern Babylon. This is Cultural Contrarian, where I strive to bring education to equip and empower citizens to learn what it feels like, what it smells like, what it sounds like, what it even tastes like to be free. This weekend's been a pretty busy weekend, and uh, based upon the, the things that I have been reading and the research that I've been doing, and I have a couple of topics that I want to go over. Um, Tomorrow I'm probably going to be talking about something that's approaching the doors, the front steps of the Supreme Court, that has the potential to reverse, uh, I don't even know how to say it, but it's federal law enforcement uh, do not, they, they have qualified immunity, they do have qualified immunity, and you have the ability to file a Bivens, it's called a Bivens claim, when a federal law enforcement, let's say Border Patrol is an example, were to violate your civil rights. Well, there's a claim that's heading up to the Supreme Court shortly that is has the potential and high probability that will provide total immunity to federal law enforcement. And I'm going to provide, um, I'm going to read through an article that was actually produced by Vox, of all people, but they did a pretty good job in reporting on on what is going to be happening at the Supreme Court relative to the pro- probable reversal of Bivens' claims. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. But today I, I stumbled across a pretty powerful article. And, and I want to share this with you because I believe it's important to have kind of um, non-mainstream media look at the body politic and global economics. So this particular article is published by a gentleman who identifies as the good citizen, and I think it's rather appropriate that he identifies that. So I'm going to read through this article, and it's going to be a little bit longer than than normal, but I think he did a very good job at encapsulating a view that is worthwhile for people's consideration. So let me begin. It was probably fun while it lasted, a brief 30-year infiltration with Western decadence and shameless mass consumerism in post-Soviet Russia is quickly coming to an end. It took two decades to get the engines going, but now it's time to shut them down again. The remnants will stick around for a generation or so, but the speed with which fashion and trends enter and exit the popular culture will ensure Russia crystallizes this moment in time in a similar way to the nation's trap behind the Iron Curtain in the middle of the last century. It won't be quite the same, however, because this time things are different. This time, it's the West that's degrading towards the worst elements of the USSR faster than Russia. Every horrible thing they tell us about Putin and Russia exists in the West, and tenfold in some cases... Political prisoners held without trial, think of January 6th, censorship, Pravda media, kangaroo committees, think of your school boards, secret police for internal coups, shutting down protests of one political nature while allowing others, unequal protection under the law, oligarchies posing as democracies, fascism, Posting as, posing as liberalism. 
Things are certainly trending backward toward tyranny to say nothing of coerced bioweapons injections and democidal agendas. How about surrendering Russia with secret biolabs for 20 years and doing experiments on Ukrainian soldiers? We haven't even arrived at the endless bloody wars for greed and profit that saw no cries or pleas of mercy, no Iraqi, Afghan, Yemeni, Libyan, or Syrian flag emojis, or disgraceful American phobia, Americophobia of the likes we're presently witnessing against Russia. The depleted uranium used by American forces in Fallujah alone sent the cancer rates skyrocketing among locals there. Isn't that an interesting thing? I'm going to sidebar here that many citizens aren't even aware that we use depleted uranium in, in war, which is a massive violation of the Geneva Convention. Did you see any Western monuments light up with the colors of the Iraqi flag for them? We did see Western government nod in approval as Colin Powell spoke of fictitious weapons of mass destruction at the United Nations. Selective outrage is a funny thing, reserved for certain peoples with certain agendas all of whom should certainly never be trusted again. Yet, here they are again, the same criminals back in the spotlight, showing the world how to react to the atrocities they're responsible for, what to believe and think and do, and always, of course, who to blame. It's as if, like the invasion of Ukraine engineered by these Western powers, this entire reaction to the invasion is also being engineered by the same miscreants. The balance of power changes are happening fast. <clears throat> we are living fluid history. The kind Lenin talked about, where decades occur over weeks. Russia will never be the same. Time will only slow down at first. There will be, but then quickly it will all freeze. Like a mosquito trapped in amber at Kaliningrad Oblast the slowing down merely the transition to balkanized internets. Russia will have their own information echo chamber, as it seems the world is intent on deglobalization at the order of the globalists. They must destroy the old to usher in the new. Europe will have its own internet, and many Americans quote disinformation, close quote, sites strictly verboten. It's already been in the works for years with the GDPR and Germany's asinine digital wrongthink ministry. Old Gerwahatten die hard ja. The era of globalization cannot continue in the ready play. Player, one bug pod, with their engineering for us, where you would own nothing and be happy. The return of nationalization in a multipolar world is here. Cold War 2.0, new alliances, new enemies, with the dragon now squarely in the bear's castle, ready to be king to his prince. Nobody is writing about this presently because there are no students of history at the great digital printing presses of the West with tokenized cultural gatekeepers. They're too busy celebrating the changing of Chicken Kiev to Chicken Kiev and all manner of ridiculousness and pompous Russian cancellations feeding the mindless Borg of woke idiots inhabiting the important globalist-funded sewer pipes. Their collective pretense of meaningful action, a nice mirage. When it's too difficult to really make an impact, the digital performative kind becomes a satiating substitute, no effort required. 
Those who are changing their emojis to Ukrainian flags beside their pronouns are quietly cheering on the balkanization of information to national islands. They love censorship and presently anything that will hurt or even appear to harm Russia is wonderful. The sanctions will be more harmful to them, but damn the consequences at home when you can't see past your own nose. Corporations are eagerly eagerly jumping on this train, on the orders of global management. The house lights are going down, the audience is going silent. Backstage, the performers are taking their masks. Russia and China, stage right. Schwab's crew, stage left, with all the nodes of corporate power in costume with lines rehearsed. The flights are canceled. Airspace is now closed to those evil Ruskies. Trains and cars will follow. Border guards will be on guard for Russian passports, ready to say, Niet. Western brands are fleeing Russia like there's a plague there. Profits and market caps don't matter in the future they're engineering with limitless central bank handouts. It's all a quaint, woke, incorporated performance of a collective mass virtue signaling exodus that will maroon the nation of 150 million people into a DeLorean with a flux capacitor and a Mr. Fusion. Nike, H&M, Adidas, Disney, Netflix, Spotify, plus all the luxury brands favored by the spoiled children of oligarchs are announcing their departures. No more Western consumerist threats for the Russian people. Boo-hoo. Visa, MasterCard, Google, and Apple Pay, the suffering must be profound. They've all spoken for the Wokarati and said, Prochet, my loves, we have no need for your ruble any longer. Great Scott, this is heavy. What is it with this world? Word heavy. Is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull in the future? No, there's something wrong with Western man in the future. He has become an embarrassment of arrogance, ignorance, and hypocrisy on the world stage. Subdued by decades of decadence, he has embraced gluttony and cowardice and reduced himself to a servant for globalist pimps who demand he bend over and take what's offered. A new poll reveals this profound ignorance with 74% of Americans wanting a no-fly zone implemented over Ukraine. Strangely, in a poll of the same people, only 2% wanted to start World War III. Interesting how polls work when the honest questions are asked. There are those who say there is no stage right or left, only the globalist stage, but they might be wrong. There are differences. Why orchestrate a coup in Russia if Putin is a WEF player? We must entertain the possibility that Putin is playing the WEF, that those appearances at Appearances at Davos were to give the impression of a team player willing to bend Russia over the Schwabian order only to turn the tables now that he has seen the future they're designing and wants no part of it. In an hour-long podcast episode with James Dellingpole, the Ukraine-Russian expert and former GCHQ analyst Alex Thompson surmises that Putin is not with the global cabal, despite his past pretenses. Assuming that this is true, and James Corbett is wrong, that makes the enemy of our enemies Putin. It makes sense when you see who the media is portraying as a villain. Remember, 
This is the three-letter agency controlled Western media and Western governments presently banning any alternative viewpoints. The same people responsible for instigating this war, managing the propaganda and pushing Ukrainian civilians to be cannon fodder for Western cameras. Putin is their enemy. Has turned on global management? This is now the potential new scenario given the reaction of the world to Russian aggression in Ukraine. Is Putin still playing his role, or has he already passed the king's gambit and eyeing the middle game? That's a very interesting chess reference, because Putin is a grandmaster of chess. I think that was very funny. Why topple him with astroturf domestic anti-war protests and financial ruin if he's still moving the pieces on the board that he promised to move? If they do succeed in ousting Putin, you can be sure his successor-in-waiting is ready to assume the role of WEF puppet. If Putin hasn't already churned his borscht, he should be purging anyone who has ever uttered any word remotely kind about global management, including those pandemic Russian oligarchs profiting off of COVID theater. Better still, he should do us all a favor and send to those grimy globalist bathhouses of Geneva a nice plate of polonium cupcakes. One thing is certain, Russia will never be the same. Perhaps a move to Russia is in order. No CNN, BBC, or other three-letter agency-controlled brain-destroying propaganda alphabet networks are allowed there anymore. No Western cancerous publications to lecture on how brave it is for a man with a penis to swim competitively in a woman's swimsuit or how models with morbid obesity or obscure dermal maladies are beautiful. No courts to uphold the manipulated desires of teenagers toward life-destroying physiological alterations that will render them suicidal in five years, which have become in vogue. No drag queen story hours at children libraries or lectures or race guilt or blood guilt privileges that need atoning. Putin is intent on purging Russia of all Western subversive malignancies, eager to take on the people and a national DeLorean back to collective anchors of common culture and shared religious morality where strength and unity can flourish again, assuming he can dodge all the Western NGO rats presently trying to topple his regime regime or Western neoconservative South Carolina sissies calling for a bullet in his head. Life in Russia may never be quite the same. The 30-year dalliance with fetishizing Western tangible brand goods, Western music and entertainment, a brief glitch in the Soviet matrix matrix is probably over. Once Ukraine is brought to heel, Putin will move quickly in his renationalization aims. But the culture isolation means that things on the front are certainly back in the USSR. And perhaps given Western civilization's move to adopt the more hideous elements of the Soviet area, it won't be such a bad thing. Not sure of anyone's level of research, history, study, reading relative to what's happened in Russia or Ukraine, because history honestly has been scrubbed out of our our textbooks and, and it's not part of academia anymore. It's not part of college education. And we're left to, as the good citizen pointed out, to the 
the talking heads of the mainstream media, which are often misrepresenting history. They're spinning narrative. It's not unusual that we will hear the political elite using the word democracy over and over and over again. It is a false identifier of the country and the rule of law in which we, the people, live under. We do not live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. I know two words are more difficult to string together than one for some, but that constitutional republic, which is written based upon the freedoms of our constitution, has been absolutely excoriated and torched. It's a pile of ash on the floor. And the only way to reconstruct the, the livability of that document is for us to take the burnt edges and tape it back together and to stand in, in and on that document. I appreciated the good citizen's perspective. I have a little bit more knowledge than most simply because I choose to read. I read articles such as this as opposed to the mainstream narrative, the talking heads. So I'm, I'm hoping you find this beneficial and, and fruitful as something to ponder as to things continue to unfold. And try to use critical thinking, discernment, use your brain. When our president talks about how shutting down a pipeline can destroy such a financial hobbling on a society, he fails to look in the rearview mirror into the shutting down of the Keystone Pipeline, even though it would take more years to complete, what that does to an economy. What is it doing to us now? That we are not energy independent and that policies have created energy dependence what, are we going to stop taking oil from Russia? That'll be interesting. Where do you think oil is going to be going? Do you think $4.30 is a lot to pay at the pump? When will it be too much for you to say your public servants aren't acting in your best interest? That they are moving towards the Great Reset? How many, yeah, this is a tough question, have understood, read, or even know the words cloward piven and what previous administrations had done to rapidly advance the agenda of cloward piven The dollar is fiat. It's fictitious paper. And its value, its intrinsic value is nothing. But wait until that dollar has the value of a peso. Wonder who said that as far as their desire to create parity of currency, of driving the dollar down to the value of a peso. Interesting. Well, I hope you found this beneficial. And as, as I always say when I share some of these things, eat the fish, spit out the bones. This is Modern Babylon, Cultural Contrarian. Have a great day. 